Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. We're going to invite Adam to come up. <laughs> not, that you, not that you're aware. There's no red and white. Thanks, uh, no, there, there wasn't, but you know, everyone kind of blends into each other. Everybody, this online, and this is Adam. Adam is Hello. amazing. He is, he is. Um, a member, a very senior member. I don't quite know what title to give you. You probably don't want a title, do you? Um, of our evening community. He's amazing and, and does he and his lovely wife. Deb do amazing things in supporting the evening community, and it really is our privilege to have him come and speak with us again this morning. Adam, I know you've been here, and I know people have asked you questions to introduce yourself so that we might get to know you a little bit too, but in the spirit of learning new things about God and learning new, we're going to learn new things about you, is there something that you have not told us yet in your interviews up here that you could share with us today? Just to put you on the spot. Um... At the risk of alienating probably most of the audience, I am a cat person. (laughs) (laughs) Who was a yes, yes? (laughs) Yeah, me and Lisa are on the same page in that one, but I may have lost a few other fans, but that's okay. Yeah, okay, we'll move on from that. Um, (laughs) Thanks for asking such a fun question, Kim. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Adam, we're going to pray for you because I know the Lord has been speaking to you and you have a word for us Mm. this morning. Thanks, guys. So, Heavenly Father, Lord God, right now we choose to lay down the busyness of our lives and the distractions that cloud our minds, and we um, offer ourselves up to this space to hear your word, to hear what it is that you are saying to us this morning. And Father, we pray blessing over Adam as he speaks to us, blessing over his time in preparation. And Lord God, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would fill him and that you would release the jewels and the joy and the peace and the love that is in his heart and in his body for you and for this community this morning. So we bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Well, good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. It's... uh... It's so good to be here. It feels like, well, it has been a long time, actually, since I've seen many of you face-to-face, so it's, um, it's, it's just so exciting to be up here. It's always a privilege, and we, um, and thanks to Anna and for Bonnie for putting this, this series together. Where's Anna? Is she, she's like, oh, she's at the back. Thank you, guys, and thanks for inviting me to, to come and speak. It, it really is, it's just such a privilege to be with you guys, so thanks, thanks for having me. We're um, continuing this Advent series uh, where we're looking at Jesus, Jesus coming to earth as a baby, uh, bringing his kingdom and, and what it looks like for us to, um, to partner with that kingdom. And today, specifically, we're focusing in on uh, an aspect of the kingdom of God, which I think can be a little bit underrated, uh, and that is peace. And I think for probably all of us, the last couple of years has been a testing ground for our peace in in so many different ways. And before we get into the scriptures, um, I just want to talk about what are we actually talking about when we say peace? Because when I I kind of say the word peace, even in a crowd like this, I'm sure that there's many, many different um, things that come to mind when when you hear the word peace. But what is the, what's the Bible talking about when it's talking about peace? And, and there's this, but specifically in the Old Testament, this Hebrew word that 
is so dense and rich that in our English Bibles, we, we, we see it translated as the word peace. The Hebrew word is shalom. And this, this word shalom is, uh, it's, it's peace, but it's so much more than just the idea of absence of, of conflict. It actually is referring to completeness or wholeness. Um, it's fullness and wholeness in our minds and in our bodies and in, it, actually in every single aspect um, of our lives. And the usage of it can be, it can range from talking about someone's well-being through to talking about a stone wall that is complete because it has no bricks missing. So to bring shalom to something is to restore it or to make it whole. And this can be in our individual, individual lives, in our relationships with God and with each other, and actually just generally with, with the world and the creation around us. I'm going to read you a quick quote from Tim Keller. He says, this is cool, he says, um, Shalom experienced is multidimensional, complete well-being, physical, psychological, social, and spiritual. It flows from all one's relationships being put right with God, with oneself, and with others. That is peace. That is shalom. And so with that kind of thinking in mind of what the scriptures are talking about, when we, when we see this word peace, when we see this word shalom, um, turn with me, if you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Um, this passage is, we're actually going to, we're going to focus in on two, two portions of scripture today. The first one's Isaiah 9. And this, um, this passage is very commonly read around, around Christmas time and with good reason. It's, um, it's, it's a beautiful prophetic word about the coming of Jesus. Um, so we're going to read, we're going to read uh, Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 6. It says, for to us... A child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on, and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And in this passage, we, um, we see here that Jesus is referred to as the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom. He is the Prince of Shalom. He is peace. And as we just kind of heard, there is, there's, a, there's a lot of layers and there's a lot of density to this word Shalom. But today, specifically, we're going to hone in on looking at peace in our, in our minds. Peace in our thoughts and in our hearts. And it's, it's my 100% conviction that the heart of God is for each and every single one of us to walk in shalom in all aspects of our life, actually. But specifically today, we're looking at our thoughts and in our hearts. That is, that is my 100% conviction for all of us. And at the same time, the single biggest wrestle and struggle in my life has been over this very issue. And um, to be 
completely honest with you, I like preparing, preparing for this message. There are times where I'm kind of feeling like I don't actually know if I'm qualified to give this talk, to be perfectly honest with you. I, you know, this is, this is something that I am walking in much, much deeper peace than I have previously, but it is still a struggle. And, um, one of the things that I think has hit me, I've got a new appreciation for this Christmas, is that Jesus is completely unashamed and unafraid to do process. And it's hit me, it really, it really has hit me a lot this year. I mean, when you think about the incarnation, we're talking about the God of the universe choosing to come to earth. He never stops being God. He's 100% God, but he also is 100% man. And he chooses to come to earth as a baby. And uh, for um, my wife, Debbie, and I, we're uh, pregnant at the moment, expecting our first, which is very exciting. And so this has hit me in a really new way th this year. And pregnancy is beautiful. It's a miracle. It's amazing. And my goodness, like, it is a process. Like, seeing, seeing Debbie with nausea, and I don't know why they call it morning sickness. It's not just in the morning. It can be any time of day or night. And seeing this process that Debbie has gone through, and yes, it's beautiful, and yes, we're thankful, but it's real, and it's messy, and it's long. <laughs> and it's not even happening to my body. It's happening to, it's happening to Debbie's body, but it's a, it's a process. And to me, as I think about the incarnation and, and realizing and understanding that the creator of the universe chose to enter into the world in this way, where he was actually being formed as a human baby in Mary's womb, being born, he had to grow up. He could have just showed up as a 30-year-old and got into his ministry, got the job done, and we'd be sweet. But he didn't do that. He actually chose to engage with the process. And so one thing that I'm just, I, I just want to point out with all of this, when it comes to peace in our hearts and minds, that wherever you are at today, I honestly believe God wants to touch you. With wherever you are, he wants to take your hand and go on this journey. He is committed. He is committed to the process. So one of the things that um, I'm really thankful for is when Jesus came, he brought his kingdom with him. And remember, when we're talking about God's kingdom, we're talking about his... Uh, his loving rule and his reign breaking into our lives and breaking into the world around us. And so when God's kingdom touches our lives, it looks like um, forgiveness. It looks like reconciliation. It looks like healing. It looks like freedom. It looks like righteousness. It looks like all of these things. And when God's kingdom touches our minds and our hearts, it brings peace. So the question now is, how do we actually receive and walk in the shalom that God has for us? If this is who he is, if he is the Prince of Peace and this is what he has for us, then how do we, how do we actually take hold of this and, and walk in it? So we're going to look, um, turn with me now to, uh, to Philippians 4. And um, there's just a couple of things I want to kind of talk through here and then we're going to... Um, we're going to pray and, um, and see what God wants to do. So Philippians 4. <clears throat> I 
Okay, starting at verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So there is a peace that is available to us that is beyond human understanding. It actually transcends our understanding. And this peace guards our heart and our minds. And one thing I find interesting about this passage that we just read is it's actually God's peace. Did you notice that? Look in verse, in verse 7 there. It says, and the peace of God. This is God's peace. And he gives it to us. Jesus says in, um, in John 14, 27, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So the peace that God gives us is it's, it's of a different kind. It's not something that we can find in the world. It's God's peace and he gives it to us. And receiving this peace, as I, as I kind of think about this, this little couple of verses that we just read then, to me it seems like it is a, it's a coming into God's presence through prayer, it's that place where we, be, we intentionally turn our attention and our affection towards God, where we actually recognize that he is near, that he's close, where we become aware of his love, we're thankful for who he is, and we actually bring the circumstances of our lives to God. And there's an exchange that happens, and this is, this is amazing. So we come into God's presence through prayer, with thanksgiving, and we present our requests to him. It's almost like it's almost like we're to come to God and say, "Father, here it is. Here's my worry. Here's my struggle. I give it to you. And in return I receive your peace." And I don't know if you've ever had those times with the Lord where maybe it's in worship at church or you're just in your quiet time with the Lord or you've got some worship music on and you just, you just become aware that he's here and that he's near and that he's close. And your circumstances may not change even the slightest. But this awareness of God's presence coming into your life and touching you, it's like, it's like you can just take a breath again and it's like you start to see things a little bit differently. You start to lean into the things of God a little more deeply. And it's really, really powerful. I actually don't think we can ever underestimate the power and the importance of coming into God's presence. It honestly, just coming and just being with him, being real with him and receiving from him is so crucial. It's so crucial to our lives. So the first, the first key I think in, in this is to, is to come into his presence, to give the situations over to him and to receive his presence and his um, peace. And then the second one, if we go back to this passage, the second thing I wanted to highlight, it goes on to say in verse 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And here I think what Paul is doing is he's saying to us that what we think about is really important. What we fill our minds with is incredibly important. And remember, God is actually working in us to renew our minds. There's that verse in Romans 12 too that talks about not being conformed by the patterns of this world, but being transformed by the renewing um, of our mind. So we're in this process with God in each and every moment where we're partnering with the Holy Spirit to actually see the areas in our lives where our thoughts and our thinking are not aligned yet with what God is thinking. So that what we're doing is we're bringing our thoughts into this place. It's that whole um, taking every thought captive thing. It's the walking deeper in the fact that we have the mind of Christ. And so what we're learning to do is to take on the, the, the way that God thinks, the way that he sees our relationships and our circumstances and the situations which, yes, we're growing in this, and still there are some times where we need to say, okay, God, how do you perceive this? What are you thinking? Where is your provision here? Where are you taking me into? It's like what Kim was telling us before, that beautiful word is, what are the areas that God is taking us deeper into him that we can begin to think more and more like Jesus in our life. And as we start to view the circumstances of our life more like the Prince of Peace, we're going to walk deeper. We're going to walk deeper and deeper in that peace that he has for us. And sometimes, like honestly, I think at a really foundational level, sometimes I think this is as simple yet as profound as truly getting a... It's almost receiving fully how good God is. It's actually believing what his word says about who he is and, and, and how he looks at us and how he sees us and the calling that he's placed on our lives and this, this thing that he's doing in us. We are a new creation and there's this, there's this renewed identity and there's this, this purpose that he's given us, this love that God calls us into where we bring his kingdom in every single situation, generally, yes, and in unique and special ways that God has gifted you as an individual to bring his kingdom. And as we really, truly grasp who God says he is and who he says we are, we're going to position ourselves actually to have access to this peace. Because I honestly believe there is no part of our lives that God's peace, his shalom, can't touch. And I felt so strongly just preparing this week to just press on this point that Jesus is so committed and dedicated to you and to do this process with you every step of the way, no matter where you find yourself this morning. And he's proven it. He's come to earth as a baby. He's in his life and his death, his resurrection, his ascension, he's pouring out the Holy Spirit that he has given us. He has literally defeated every single barrier that would stand in the way of us walking in the full love, the full favor, the full provision, the full goodness, the full peace of God. We have access, full access to the Prince of Peace in any given moment. And yes, there are hard circumstances in our life. I don't know about you, but like, I honestly feel like the last period of my life, I have felt less control. Um, over things generally in my life and the world at large than I, than I ever have before. And I was actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, 
I wonder, obviously this is speculation, but I wonder how the disciples felt each and every morning, like waking up. I'm sure they had no idea, like every day, what was going to happen. Like, are they just going to see a bunch of miracles? Are people going to love Jesus today? Are they going to try and kill him? Like, honestly, like imagine being in that. We know what happens, but imagine being in that moment where it's like, what on earth is going to happen? There was just like this sense of uncertainty in a way, but they had him. And we have him. And that's the difference. That's the difference. Sometimes our circumstances may change. Yes, God can do that. But sometimes the circumstances won't change, but it doesn't matter. Because we have the Prince of Peace. We have him. And I just, I just really feel today that wherever you are, to take that next step of walking with him, he wants to bring us deeper into this place of peace into this place of shalom, that we can actually go into deeper places in God's heart and walk this out and show it to the world. We can truly be people of peace. And so I want to leave you just, just one more scripture, one short passage, and then we're going to, um, we're going to pray and we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to see where God leads us. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And perfect peace in this passage is shalom, shalom. You will keep, God will keep, in shalom, shalom, those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. As we keep our minds steadfast, as we continue this process of allowing God to, it's not a striving thing. Yes, we have a part to play, but it's actually inviting the Holy Spirit to come and do this in us, to help us to think the thoughts of God, to come into his presence and to allow his strength, to allow his peace to actually come and invade our lives. So why don't you stand and let's, um, let's pray together. And we're just going to spend some time. Anna, yeah, do you want to do you want to come and play? Thanks. We're just going to we're just going to spend some time. There's plenty of time for us just to ask God to come. And I would just encourage you just to engage with whatever God is saying to you. And we're just going to see where He leads us. So, Holy Spirit, Lord, I just ask that you would come. And that you would just sweep across this place, Lord, and touch every heart with your presence, Lord. Lord, for some of us, I think we might just need a hug from you. just to be reminded that you're near, that you have peace for us. Lord, some of us need to be refreshed. We're feeling empty and we just need a touch of God. Lord, would you come?
Lord, is there anything specifically that you want to touch in our lives, that you want to put your finger on to bring peace to today? Lord, we just surrender to your goodness. Jesus, more of your presence. Just keep engaging with him. Come, Lord, come, Lord. Jesus, touch us afresh, Lord. Touch those dry places. Touch those hurting places, Lord. We just ask for joy. Lord, release your joy over this place. Joy, joy, joy. Thank you, Lord. just while we're in this place. I just got a picture. Um, somebody's got toothache here today and I felt like the Lord wanted to just bring healing to the pain. Um, I got a sense that you've been trying some drugs, not really solving any of the pain and, and the pain's up one side of your head. So um, if, if you're here today, we'd love to pray for you just for the Lord to heal that and take the pain away. Um, I guess receiving prayer while Adam was pr- praying um, 
just got a sense of, as I put my hands out, um, of the Lord putting something in it for me. Um, and I just wonder if that's... I know what he's given me, what I needed for today. And curious to what you need. Um, the Lord's got something for each and every one of us. And so I would just encourage you to to be open and maybe prophetically, but it, you don't have to put your hands out, but just even in your heart, just would be saying, Lord, what do you want to give me today?